Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Frey, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. What's going on, West Coast Cam? Hi, Lieutenant Don. How you living over there, West Coast? The dream, as per usual. The dream. Why didn't Why didn't we think about like I don't know copywriting that or doing what are we, we're supposed to be like these great marketing minds, right? And the like some of the sim, most simplistic things of us to be able to take advantage of, we drop the ball and kick it around. Yeah, that's usually what happens. All great ideas go out the window usually, and then somebody else will take them and make millions of them off of it, and we'll still be here, not getting paid. Not getting paid. (laughs) Someone still thinks it's a good idea for us to have a podcast. Um, God bless those people. That's right. And when I can't, I mean, we've been doing it for a few months now, so obviously they've been in the boardroom and they've heard, um, you know, what the numbers are, and they keep letting us do this, so God bless them. Or they just say, I just let them do what they want to do. <laughs> I, I have been known to just kind of ask for forgiveness later. It just kind of works better that way sometimes. Story of my life. You know, I, I need to, here, here's one for you. We need to look into, how about we get hashtag the dream? <laughs> moved over to one of our uh, apparel shirts the dream the dream and then it can say whose dream i just said the it dream. was the dream that's that's all i'm going with there we go that's all i'm going with all right cam so i'm gonna tell you what i've been wor- uh, you know i don't really have a lot to rant about right now so i want to tell you what i've been working on okay right, okay this might be philosophical still though so let's hear it and maybe a little bit so um, I've been putting a little bit of work in on, you know, everybody, it's not like, unless you're living under a rock and you're tuning in for the first time, which maybe you are, uh, thank you. Uh, everybody pretty much knows that my wife has, you know, has cancer and has MS. And so we've been going through a lot of different, like, natural you know alternative medicine and in oil mixtures and i mean dude i i called a witch doctor up a couple weeks ago and i i mean i'm i'm pulling out all the stops here you know i'm spending a lot of time in these message boards and, and i did not realize how many commas and zeros are attached to cbd oil oh here we go Oh, yeah. Welcome to California. Dude. It's like the dot-com boom. O-M-G. Yep. Hashtag like hitting the Powerball, commas and zeros going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's something that's uh, quite thriving and quite lucrative here in California. Well, you know, it's making its way to the west, to the east coast from the west coast, and I'm spending a lot of time talking to MS docs and and just reading, reading and reading and reading and reading. And uh, somebody wants to go to Vegas and put a bet down. I'm here to tell you right now, there is going to be a CBD oil company in Don O'Neill's future, hands down. Good luck getting NHRA to approve that. Why? It's completely legal. Yeah, but there's there's actually this whole thing about it on uh, in the motocross world. There's a law that you can't advertise CBD products because it's not federally legal yet. So you cannot advertise on TV, CBD, anything, even though it's in Walgreens or CVS or any of that. So all the Supercross riders that are sponsored by CBD companies, they have to put censored stickers over all of their logos. It cannot be on NBC Sports. Oh, is that right? Do a, do a, little, do a little Google search on that. Yeah. I did not see that in the SBJ journal research. I am going to have yeah. to dig that one up. That might be one of those that's like buried way down that nobody wanted any traffic for. 
Well, it was this whole thing because a couple of riders actually got sponsored by it this year in Supercross and they let it go for like the first one. And then it like right before the night show, they said, Hey, Hey, we can't have you advertising this product. And it was, it didn't even say CBD or anything. It was that ignite brand, yes, which was, um, which is what's that Belzerian guy. Um, he owns it and it turned into this whole thing. And, um, so now it just says censored on, his jersey and then another guy it says it on his helmet because but they can wear the hats and stuff in the pits like at the pit parties and stuff but it cannot be on tv or it cannot be on the internet or something i don't i don't know all the details but but yeah it's there's something because it's not federally legal to well it's not advertisers FDA, it's not fda approved yes part of it but so how, I guess it's coming, but it's just not there yet. I got to get Dana White on the phone then because it is all over in the MMA world. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all I, over everywhere. Uh, Actually, I think there's a top fuel car in Europe that says CBD Asylum on the side, but I think people just don't realize what that actually is. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh, the man. The in the FIA series. Well, I, so yeah, so if you want to know what I'm working on over here, that is something that I am very, very interested in. The whole natural alternative medicine, CBD, the essential oil stuff. I'm over here going, huh, there is some commas and some zeros attached to this. There you go. There you go. Wow. It's, uh, it's just a matter of getting it. You know, it's like all the, it's like trying to get the money from all the weed farms and stuff in California. There's, there's more money than they know what to do with, but they can't funnel the money through banks and stuff because it's still not technically legal. Trust me, Don, Don, this is an avenue that I've already gone down. Well, you're out there with it. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely on the tip of the spear. Yeah. And I know people that own, that, that own companies with it. (sighs) Well, look. Let them know that we have no problem whatsoever of having racers and rental cars presented by blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right. Let them know. All right. Okay. Make a meeting. I'll schedule a meeting. Schedule a meeting. Take a memo. Hey, we're not on TV, right? Exactly. It is. And I heard it on another podcast and I was like, oh. There that is. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, that being said, and you kind of just kicked that off right there. Um, I am. Look at you. There you go. Send him. That. That's. That's how we work around here. You just. I talk about something, and then you fill my my feed up with the information I need. I. I like that. I, I mean, asking you'll receive. There it is for sure. Well, we talked about some stuff overseas, and. Uh, for me, I mean, I know a few people in the biz, if you will, that is international, you know, impact players. So, uh, what I'm thinking about, because I'm, I'm, I really am, I'm digging into all this stuff overseas. I'm doing so much marketing research for these products that are overseas, uh, because of everything we're going through with, with Diane and, and her cancer and her MS, how many medications that we don't have here in the United States that are overseas um, that are being used on a daily basis for, for patients. So uh, got me to thinking a little bit about that. Obviously, you saw where I was going with the CBD, but I, I don't know if our listeners know this name, but I'd really like to call my buddy Mark Wessler up. He is the international guru for vp racing fuels and uh he says that he's a midwester guy but i, I think he's a, a North- midwester midwester i don't think is he's that a- like the country and western yeah kind of it's a kind of a go between you see the guy that tagged us on facebook about that one of our listeners for what oh uh what was the, that the, the, the this, uh, this 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 meme reminds me of listening to yes. a racers and rental cars podcast. Yes, <laughs> we yes, got, we yes. got we got two kinds. We got country and we got western. western. <laughs> right, that's exactly right. Yes, we there is nothing better. And I think that was one of our Australian folks that did that as well. Right? Wasn't that where it came from? I don't know. I believe so. Yeah, there's nothing better on my Saturday mornings. That's typically when I get the messages from the Australian individuals is on Saturday mornings when I'm waking up. And uh, they, they're entertaining. 
they they kind of they kind of keep me going there a little bit. They they keep me lighthearted, if you will, uh, during our journey that we're battling over here. So uh, let's yeah, he's a Midwester. He he's kind of. He, he's kind of between the Easter uh, of the Northeast and the the South Central of VP Racing Fuels down in Texas. So, you know, you call him a Midwester. He's in he's in the middle. So well, I, know, I know Mark. Call his ass up. Let, let's see if we can get Mark on the phone. Hello? Hey, guys. How are you? Oh, man. What up, Mark? I, I was, What's going on? I was beginning to wonder there if they didn't have cell service out there where you're at in the Midwestern part. Hey, you know, out here in the country, if the wind blows just right, sometimes we lose it. That's an Eminem song. <laughs> Could be. That means you'd be closer to Detroit. Eight miles. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about halfway between Detroit and Chicago, so a little influence on both ends, I guess. I got you. I got you. Well, Mark, Cam and I have been f- gas bagging over here about things of the international kind. And uh, you're really one of the big wigs that I know that that plays the transatlantic airline. Got plenty of frequent flyer miles. I'm calling you up if I ever need a an airplane flight in a hurry. And uh, I figured I'd pick your brain a little bit. You can kind of tell us a little bit of the differences for the state side to the international world because you know we're we're a marketing show we're in the biz world here over here on racers and rental cars on this podcast so uh why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and then we're gonna chase a rabbit down the hole here as we uh talk about a couple different things with you sure sure well hey first of all thanks for having me so yeah uh Hey, what's up? This is JT. Right about here is where our recorder quit on us. So I grabbed the axe handle that we use for the blower belt, and I took the recording gear out back. After some duct tape and a gentle hug, we're back in business. Enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, Cam. Uh, dude. Hi. Yeah. How are things? Dude, we're like, how can we be this technically challenged? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, especially because, as you say, I'm a millennial. I mean, I understand if you're technically challenged sometimes because you're old, but, you know, <laughs> I, I guess that's what I get for putting you in charge of pushing record or, or letting it run on your computer. Yeah, but let's bring everybody back up to speed over there, dart thrower. You're the one that <laughs> set your MacBook on fire that day, and I ended up with all the files and everything sent over here to me. So what were you saying about that whole technically challenged millennial old guy stuff? Yeah, see how I did that? Just going to pass the buck on over to you. Is that how the millennials do it? Just pass the buck? Yeah, millennials don't uh, take... Let me help you with the wording. Let me help you with the wording. Accept responsibility. Let me help you with the wording. You're struggling over there, millennial. Yeah, see, I I can't even accept the fact that I was going to say that. Uh, See? (laughs) Now now I'm going to get some hate mail. Hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. Get you there. Yeah, so let's bring everybody back up to speed. We were having a great conversation in depth with mark wessler from vp racing fuels he is the international man of mystery for vp racing fuels if you're a motorsports person you have probably seen him if you're lucky enough to know him that's awesome if you don't know him you definitely have seen him in the motorsports world Um, grown up around it mark we're going to bring you back in sorry about the technical difficulties we had some awesome storytelling going on from mir and vmp and your traction uh teaching days Ah, golly i feel i feel like whatever we lost is just not going to do our listeners justice however we're going to pick it up like any good organization would and we're going to run with this uh melted ice cream cone that cam and i are are sharing at the moment yeah we were we were rolling along until we kicked the rods out of it (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was all good till it went bad yeah it, till it, it wasn't it, right well and cam is sick so uh he's been kicking the rods out a lot lately for like the last five days <laughs> sure take it easy just saying i mean hey so like my wife was yelling a little while ago she kept saying why are you talking about puking so much stop it people are gonna get upset and i'm like no they're not if they can't handle the word puking what in the world? Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Hey, I just don't want to puke in my helmet. That's that's a bad deal. Yeah, but you put your name on the list. That's like a list. That's like a Hall of Fame list. Yeah, I have a friend. I'm not going to name his name, but there was a certain point in time in Vegas. He uh, had a good time at the strip and then had to make some runs the next day. And I, I pulled off the track and he was in the shutdown area with his helmet off keeled over <laughs> next to the sand trap, hurling his brains out. Dude, and I just laughed and waved. I got, I got one of those at Bowling Green. Sure did. It was all I could do. Look, I was more worried about getting my brand new and docile art helmet off of my head so that I did not throw up in it. And I threw up all down the side of my dragster. I mean, uh. like, like, dude, seriously lucas slick mist was to the rescue on that and it <laughs> took some time i mean it was bad it was bad yeah bad real bad well moving right along to talking about <laughs> vp race fuels now that everyone's grossed the hell out um mark tell me about yourself what do you do here <laughs> so uh yeah it's uh been a heck of a ride so my uh my responsibilities here at vp is uh i handle everything outside of uh, north america and that includes all vp's business interests which as most people know obviously right it's a race fuel organization first and foremost but over the last few years the company has really has really grown and taken on additional product lines manufacturing responsibilities uh even uh, branding gas stations uh, up over the 300 mark here domestically, uh, starting to put 300 stations. gas stations. Yeah, yeah. Really? Or not? Yeah, we get that a lot. Really? Where are they? Well, there's actually when, one in, in Huntington Beach. Yeah, when you take and look at the the map of some of the you know the big majors, right? They have five, six, seven thousand stations, so it's they're easy to find. But yeah, VP obviously started with zero, and in the last seven years we've grown to 300. I don't think it's quite the the pace that the company is looking for, but I do know that uh, it is a growth model and there's a lot of people jumping on board and the station owners are really happy with the program. So uh, that's our retail branding initiative. And uh, we're starting to put some stations uh, on the ground in Mexico. Uh, hmm. I think is that interest. like a, I mean, it's totally off topic, but is that like a sure. franchise deal or do you guys it's own a, them? Uh, we do not own them. They, it's their owner operated uh, by independent, uh, gas station owners i guess you might say and it's a business license agreement they license the brand from vp and then vp kind of gets a kickback and we have you know um copyright or trademark uh agreements and all that fun stuff so right very cool but uh yeah it's a it's a it's a pretty neat thing you know you get a lot of the uh the pictures from your buddies uh because we're all on the road so darn much uh when they do find them right they make sure they stop in them and they do become destinations uh, so it's like a where's waldo uh, yeah it uh, is VP. there's one there's one on 75 headed to like headed to south georgia and i think every racer on their way to or from one of ducks races or something stops in there for sure that's cool oh yeah because i totally love the one that was uh right outside of brainerd international raceway <laughs> yeah yeah that's a really neat one too so we we do try to to get strategic locations, obviously close close to racetracks where guys can stop and get race fuel or you know fuel up, get their beer and ice. And so we uh, we, we that is a that is a really neat one. But uh, we're going to keep keep plugging away on that program. And I know the guys uh, on that side of the business have some some interesting things working. So so you did say you're the international man of mystery. So like Austin Powers, what what all do you, what all does that entail? So, yeah, obviously the main goal when I took it over was, uh, you know, we need to, we need to grow distribution and and product availability. So five years ago, we, we took kind of a step back and said, nobody had ever ran the international side for VP. It just kind of existed like happens in so many companies, you know, they, they're focused on their domestic responsibilities. And then all of a sudden they get a call from, from the middle East or from Australia or something that says, Hey, we're looking for fuel. So you sell them a container, a load of fuel, and just kind of move on. Well, when I took it over, we kind of stepped back and said, you know, what, what do we know best? And, and what are the things we do really well? And we kind of just got back to basics and said, well, we're going to absolutely dominate the drag market internationally. So that's what we did. We went after Santapod, which is probably the most iconic, prestigious, and uh, well-known drag strip outside the United States, and said, well, 
let's go to Santa Pod and we'll we'll get those guys on board. So we did that. And then we went to uh, the FIA drag racing deal and put together a program for them. Uh, same thing in Australia. Uh, we've got some programs down there. Went to the Middle East when drag racing was really at its kind of its explosion there and uh, made fuel available to those guys. And uh, we just kind of used our, our background in drag racing to catapult the brand. And uh, now we're starting to really attack the rally world in Eastern Europe. Um, just continue. So, yeah, is, that, is that the biggest uh, sport over there is rally? It's it's probably, it's the most hardcore. I'll tell you that. Those guys are crazy. Uh, <laughs> and the opportunity to drive one of those, I would think, would be pretty damn cool. Hell um, yeah, but, you better get your get yourself in on one of those. Yeah, not, and I, I don't want to. I, yeah, I don't want to be the navigator either. Right? I want to. I want to be the throttle man in that deal. So uh, it's funny. It's, I don't know if anybody saw this totally off topic, but I think it was one of our one of our uh, listeners. They sent this thing, and it was two rally guys. Don, I don't know if you saw this, but it was two rally guys doing their rally stuff or whatever and it's like okay and he's like telling him left right left right or whatever he's like you are the worst guy ever at this <laughs> i did see that i totally saw that when they sent it in uh and i think they made reference to they thought that it was like listening to us on our podcast yeah, pretty much yeah i i mean we, i love the fact that we get all these criticisms from our lovely listeners out there that's always a great thing means they're listening that's right that's, that's they care a- enough to to send you a note. Yeah, tune in. Tune in. You never know what kind of train wreck. It, that's what this is. Our podcast is like that accident on the highway. You don't want to look because you don't want to be one of those people. But you're looking. That's right. So yeah, rally. I think is the single biggest opportunity uh, for growth for our organization as it relates directly to a race fuel product. Uh, when, when you think about it, the average bracket race guy or heads up drag race guy. You know, a couple of five-gallon pails will get them through a weekend, whereas these rally guys are burning, you know, upwards of, you know, 50-plus gallons a weekend. Right, so, right. And there's that hundreds of them, you know. So from from a pure gallons or, in their case, leader's standpoint, uh, you know, rally racing is a, is a big opportunity. But, you know, circuit racing is obviously popular uh, all, across, all across the world. So, uh, right. How many languages do you know? English, and that's about it. And, and I think some would even argue that fact. But overall, it's uh, you know, as long as uh, as long as they want to go fast, you know, they'll figure out either a how to find it um, and how to communicate it. But I, I think you know, motorsports people in motorsports all kind of speak a common language of just wanting to be competitive, wanting to win, and and just wanting to go fast. There you go. The W and the number one is the same in every language. Yeah, it's synonymous with motorsports for sure. <laughs> All right. So with everything that's going on in VP, so what type of motorsports is like the number, you know, I, I'm a drag racer, right? And I'm over here supporting VP and and everything. But I'm over here going, the drag racing is the, is the, is the sales leader for VP racing fuels, right? That's why I want to be the cheerleader for that. I, I, what is it really? What what form of motorsports is really the big leader inside the clubhouse? You know, and my my personal bias would would love to tell you that same thing, right? Like I'm a I'm a drag race guy, you know, first and foremost. So uh, we like to think that that drag racing leads the way, and, and you know that's where VP started. So when we still try to stay close close to our roots, but um, you know, if you take a look at market segments. In different motorsports inside of our uh, our product mix, probably the most gallons sold ends up in either dirt track racing or circuit racing, road course racing, uh, and that would be here domestically. Internationally, it would be rally, far and away. But uh, hmm. here, here in the domestic, you know, on the U.S. side of business, uh, it's probably, it's yeah, I would guess that it's probably our dirt track business. And then, uh, and then the uh, the road courses. You know, your IMSA's, your Trans Am's, Pirelli World Challenge, Ferrari Challenge type events. Not what I wanted to hear. It's not. Uh, but you know, drag racing is <laughs> obviously still a huge piece of who we are and what we we we're we focus on it. Uh, here's a good example. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago at the Spring Fling Fling Galat 
Peter and Kyle's race, you know, every guy won, every, every guy that won every day was on gas and three of those four were on VP. So nice, nice. You know, you know, at a deal like that, you mentioned earlier, you know, you know, Cam doesn't get a choice, right? Like he's, he's bound. When to I do, whatever. I use VP. I did use yeah, VP I, at the spring fling. There you go. So yeah. when, you know, we kind of joke, you know, out there that, you know, 385 guys there at Galat had a, had a choice of what fuel they were going to run. And, and as we know, champions choose VP. So uh, oh. well represented. So it was a, it was, it was a good event for us. That's cool. But yeah, no, there's a lot of, you know, it's, there's a lot of these, the other fuel companies out there and, you know, not to downplay them or anything, but it's, it's, when you hear race fuels or whatever, I guess it would be synonymous with VP and Sunoco are the two like main, main ones. Do you guys combat, like, do you guys fight it out a lot or is it kind of like a friendly rivalry? Well, I mean, I think it's as friendly as you can try to be in business. Right. Competition is good, good for the end user. Right, it makes each oh, one of us 100%. better every single day, uh, and it makes us work on our program. Um, we're a much different company than than that of a Sunoco. Um, they certainly got some some good products as well. They don't have near the product offering that VP does. We're up over eighty unique blends now, uh, and oh, we wow. make e- every fuel specifically for an application. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, right? VP's got a has a fuel for it. So whether it's fueling, you know, your your SR twenty headed six fifteen, or uh, a military drone, right? I mean, VP's got a fuel for it. Nice. That's a that's a good point. You know, but like you said, competition is uh, is always good with you know when it comes to business, as long as it's a, a friendly friendly rivalry. Yeah, I mean, um, we try. We certainly try to be as friendly as we can, but uh, you know, occasionally uh, everybody shoots one across the deck. Of course, of course. That just yeah. keeps everybody on their toes. It does. Um, with that being said, do you see a lot of a lot of people like you know we talk about sponsorship and stuff about you know on this podcast quite a bit, and do you see a lot of I guess you'd call them fuel jumpers, like whatever. Oh well, you know I'm sponsored by VP today, and then oh I got a better deal from Sunoco yesterday, so I'm just going to use that. Like, do you see a lot of that, or is everybody pretty loyal? Occasionally, you'll see that. I think for the most part, there's a few things in business that people are loyal to. Uh, beer is typically one of them, right? Right. Oh yeah. Spark spark plugs seems to be one. Oil. And fuel, all right. So if nice. you're a if you're a Bud Light or a Coors Light guy, that's typically you just like you kind of don't even think much about it. You walk down the aisle, you grab what you, what you're what you're going to get, and you just kind of go about your program. But um, we found that for the most part, people are pretty loyal to our brand, and specific specifically our higher end fuels, right? Your Q16s, your C16, C23, C25, those types of products. Uh, our customers stay pretty loyal because they because they build big horsepower. <laughs> Correct. Same thing on the motocross side, Cam. Out for your guys out west, you know our our Pro Six fuel is is, is the AMA fuel of choice. Uh, and if you're if you can run uh, a non AMA legal fuel in a in a two wheel application, your entry level guys are running a T four, and then your high end guys are running like an MR twelve. Um, but uh, yeah, they. they They've, uh, they've, most guys are pretty darn loyal to us. That's cool. It's cool funny that. when I, when I was in high school and stuff and you know, everybody had dirt bikes and all that, like this, like I said, there's a VP, you can go to the pump and get it here actually on the other side of Huntington. And I was always like, Oh, like you got, you, did you get some VP like <laughs> before we go to the desert or whatever? Like that was, a, yeah. that was like a big old thing back then, which was cool. And you know, I still use it to this day. So that's, that's, uh, like I said, loyalty is, uh, is a good thing. But what, when you, obviously you deal with a bunch of racers and you know, this doesn't have to be drag racing specific. Um, but when it comes to people trying to reach out to VP and say, maybe they have, you know, a sponsorship request or a way to help promote the product or, you know, what are, what are your do's and don'ts when it comes to trying to get in contact or get with VP when it comes to like, Hey man, like, I'll put a sticker on the car, like, you know, give me some free stuff. 
Yeah, we, I mean, let's be honest, the days of, of anything for a decal are long gone in our world. And, right. and, if, they, and if they aren't with some companies, they certainly should be. Um, but, you know, it's, a lot of it's relationships, right? It's all about that, uh, that how can you help me help you? Right. type of a thing like where can you help me get to the business to business play whether it's uh hey I've, I've got connections over here at this at, at this distributor and in this part of the world where you might you might need something or uh, a guy who's uh, an influencer in, in his industry and, and has a lot of followers maybe social or otherwise um but i think we're, we're kind of looking for a lot of the same things that other people are is is just good quality people who hey we all like to have a good time but like let's uh let's let's keep our ourselves clean for the most part right let's have fun but let's do it in a in a clean cut kind of square professional manner and uh just represent the brands well and those are the people we're looking for obviously we want people who win on sunday to help us sell on monday but overall we want we want the right the right people the right brand ambassadors yeah, absolutely. So, how how often do you get hit up on on uh, Facebook or Instagram? Hey, bro, can I have some free fuel? Often, right? <laughs> more more often than I'd like to ad- probably even admit. But um, and again, I try to be somewhat professional with most of them. Hey, listen, here's an email address. Uh, depending on what part of the world they're in or what market they're looking for some help in, um, you know, hey, here's an email. But you know, just last night, sitting here, my phone number and email. Is it's widely publicized across VPs, uh, you know, different, different. Sometimes on the social media or sometimes on uh, our website. So you, I mean, my phone rings at nine o'clock at night, and shame on me, I guess, for answering it. But it rings, so I answer it. And uh, it was a guy actually out of Arizona looking for a local dealer, and so that mine was the only number he could find. You know, oh, so. I know all about that. So, like, yeah, you know, you help him at nine thirty. At nine thirty, ten o'clock at night is the only number he could find. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, was, <laughs> I'm the only silly guy enough to answer it. I guess. Yeah, because you're loyal to your company. Yeah. yeah, trying to do what's right by the brand for sure. Well, Mark, so let's talk. Let's talk a little bit further about about the marketing aspect now because you're in the international side. Are you the are you the international like subject matter expert when it comes to uh, supporting racers overseas for VP? Are you the one that everybody comes to to say, hey, you know, what do you think of this guy, Mark? Yeah, for the most part, right? I mean, if it's drag racing related within our company, a lot of times it ends up on my desk as well. Uh, between you know Jason Rickert and myself, we handle most of those because we're the resident drag race guys. But uh, anything that even remotely looks international. Uh, most of the guys here in the States can't wait to get it off their desk. Like, just because they don't understand it, they don't want to look at it, and it just it, it scares the hell out of them, to be honest with you. Well, okay, so that being said, let, let's, because I'm a little curious about this. So what would you say would be, let's say two things. Pick two things that are different about the way we're just going to clump everybody into overseas overseas market, overseas market racers versus stateside racers for VP. How they handle social media and their self promotion. What would you say are like two things that are different between the overseas guys and the stateside guys? Particularly from a fuel perspective, many of our fuel competitors uh, internationally are big oil companies, uh, which is uh, different than it is here in the U.S. for the most part. So a lot of those guys are still looking for a lot of funding. Uh, and they're looking, depending on what motorsport that is, and there's not a ton of grassroots motorsports. Like, there's not a ton of guys or girls who are going to load up a pickup truck in an enclo- a 28-foot enclosed trailer and go to the dirt track there or the or the you know, the drag strip or the motocross deal. You know, I mean, it's a uh, motorsport. There is, there's just not as many people in it at that middle ground. Right. So a lot of your marketing has to be done at a more professional level. Uh, and the money is much different. Right? Like the, uh, the amount of money that the particularly European market 
uh, tends to bring is is much more substantial than it is here. Talking in reference to like your profit margins, or no, talking or, in reference to like the money that those guys like that it would cost a company to play ball on a car. Ah, now maybe gotcha. not Top Fuel might be a little bit different, right? Or NASCAR, but when you're talking about being the main sponsor on a rally car, or obviously F1 is otherworldly, but uh, just I mean buying buying spots on motocross bikes um, and things like that. So we we do a lot of. We try to play at that at that grassroots to medium level in most markets, uh, because really that's who we are, and, th- and those are our core customers. So when possible, you know, we're we're trying to help those guys get to the racetrack, because ultimately that's what we need. We need a lot of competitors uh, competing, and and we need those really hardcore, passionate people to keep going back every week. And so if they can if they can help us and bring value to our program, we're certainly interested in, in taking value back to theirs. Well, that totally makes sense for to try to understand, you know, if you will, where your bread is buttered at. You need you need when it comes to burning race fuel, it it's quantity over the quality. You need more people to be burning it, yeah, you know, or needing it. It's the supply and demand factor. And if you're, you know, it's like I look at it from the standpoint every time a racetrack stateside or in the area shuts down, um, you know. That's going to hurt whatever your expendables are, and it's going to be across the board. It's going to hurt di- multiple businesses for where those racers buy products or where they would have went to purchase products. Uh, you know, I take for us, you know, the family I work for, you know, between the RV dealership and the parts retail side of supplying race pack and tires and fuel and oil and spark plugs and all the stuff that everybody needs those numbers dwindle every time a racetrack shuts down and so uh it it definitely affects uh all the way across the board yeah absolutely i mean like i said we certainly want as many people involved in motorsports or the automotive aftermarket and the specialty market as we can and just to keep uh you know keep keep supporting those guys that have supported us and uh, just keep uh keep 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 people going to the racetrack that's right. Get your get your cars out of the garage, people. That's right. <laughs> hey, Mark, tell us real quick, and, and then we'll uh, we'll let, get you out of here because I know our technical difficulties screwed things up. What's the let's? Pick, yeah, you want to come on our podcast? It'd only be it'd only be like you know twenty thirty minutes, four hours yeah, later. later. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate yeah. Uh, you coming on the show. Yeah, here's your here's your Chick Fil A gift card. Anyway, <laughs> ooh, now we're talking. Now we're yeah. talking. Yeah. Uh, Give me one fuel that you think, you know, obviously this is, you know, May of 2019. Give me one fuel for drag racing and one fuel for, let's say, late model or late model or open model or open wheel model, rather, uh, modified cars. Give me one fuel that's game changer. That you feel like when VP came out with it, it was a game changer to the market for drag racing and for let's go with asphalt pavement circle track. Uh, well, on the drag race side, it was Q16. Right, that fuel was it was the game changer of the day. Uh, Steve Petty put it on the dyno all those years ago. I mean, we're talking probably uh, 10, 12, 12 years ago now. Easily 12. Yeah, easily yeah. 12. So it's been, yeah. The older I get, the, the quicker that time goes, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Q16 uh, was probably the last really big innovation and in change. Um, and it's it's been a huge a huge seller and, and, a, and a huge game changer, both in the NA and in the uh, in boosted applications. It right? works really well on, on turbocharged or uh, pro-charged stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot, of your, uh, a lot of your class race guys have gone to a Q16 fuel, uh, because it doesn't it doesn't change on the stop with big weather swings either. That is correct. I'm even though I'm I went the gamut the last uh, let's see I guess we could say from thir- 2013 to now. So in the last six years uh, was always uh, class racing super comp stuff. Q16 uh, was where we're at. I still run Megan's car on Q16 now for her super comp deal. Uh, and then, you know, obviously progressed into the nitrous stuff. C23, C25 is where that's at. And then now I'm, 
I've come back full mode to to M1 for our uh, for our LS Magnuson supercharged deal. So yeah, for sure that that's those three those three or four fuels we get requests for all the time on the drag racing side. Sure. Well, yeah, 23 forever was the big nitrous fuel. And then when a lot of these guys, when Musi and Buck and a lot of the, the big cubic inch, the, the big bore space engines started to go fuel injected, uh, Ricky Smith and the guys found out that 25 was the way to go. Freddie and, and Ricky spent a lot of time on the tune up there and, uh, and got that figured out. So uh, it ended up being that C20, that's how C25 went from being a, an NHRA pro stock fuel or a, a super stock fuel to a, to a nitrous fuel. So. Oh yeah. The burn rate, the burn rate on the 25 over the 23 is like huge for the for nitrous motors. Sure. And, and what, you know, when you fuel inject it, right, you don't give it that time to atomize. It's got to go quick. So yep. for sure. But uh, on the, on the, uh, both the, uh, on, so if you start talking about round track application, uh, that fuel would be late model plus, right? That's a, uh, that was a, something we came up with years ago as these engine builders continued to throw compression at them. Um, we needed, they needed something that was as good on, on lap 100 as it was on lap one. And, and we came out with our, uh, our late model plus, which is also now referred to, uh, in the drag race world as X14, you know, drag race guys are so stubborn. They wouldn't buy a fuel that said late model plus on it. So, uh, we had to, had to do a relabel on that one and call it X14 for, for the drag race boys. But that, that fuel was a huge game changer for us as well. Yeah. The X, the X14 and the X16 right now seems to be doing fairly decent across the board as being able to impact a lot of different engine combinations or classes, if you will, across the country. Yeah. They're both very versatile fuels. Uh, you know, and they'll, they'll win on any given Saturday night for sure. Well, Mark, is there anything that we didn't touch on? <laughs> no, not that I, maybe the the first part of the recording, but uh, <laughs> between the first one and the second one, I think I think we pretty well got it hammered out. I think the biggest thing, you know, when we talk about international business, um, is is for companies that don't be scared, right? Like it's a big, it's a great big world out there. Uh, and, you, and you start to come up with, you know, currency exchanges, language barriers, cultural barriers, time differences. There's all these things. And, you know, as me as a, as a Midwesterner or whatever you want to call me there, right? Just a, a Yankee, Midwesterner. Yeah. Midwester. So, yeah. Midwester. That's it. So, but I thought all the same things five years ago before I ever had to really tackle a project like this. And, uh, it, you know, it's like an elephant, right? One, one bite at a time. And uh, you, can, you can really make a big difference to your bottom line by embracing your international customer base, uh, by making a few adjustments uh, to your marketing plan, to your product lineup. Uh, it won't cost you a ton of money. Uh, and, and I think you can see uh, tremendous benefit uh, from, a, from really aggressively going after the international market. Well, you know, I mean, those those of us in the marketing game, you you only have so many slices, if you will, of people, it, it, you know, stateside. Now you're pulling out when you start talking international. I start pulling out my military terms, stateside versus being overseas. You know, when you're when you're overseas, those those demographics and those individuals over there have to be touched and reached and if you're a marketing person for big name labels you know vp or ngk or or you know whoever it may be for that matter motorsports after or automotive aftermarket those people uh, you know those people that live on the other side of the atlantic in this case uh or if you go the other way for cam on the other side of the pacific they they're in they're in the they're into horsepower and motorsports as well you know and they've got consumer products that they you know that we want to reach out and touch and you just have to uh figure out how to do it and and get out there and touch them and talk to them and figure out uh a common ground to uh to build on other than just motorsports and winning you've got to figure out another way to communicate or add another layer to it so uh, to- totally agree with what you're saying on that Absolutely. It, it does take an investment, obviously, on the manufacturer side and a commitment of some level. Uh, but I think for, you know, 
risk versus reward, it's it's certainly well worth it. And, and if anybody has any questions, I'm certainly happy to happy to help them where I can. Uh, obviously, like we talked about earlier, my uh, my contact information is all over the VP website. So. Uh, so why don't you why don't you give yeah. everybody uh, your your cell phone number there so they can call you? At they can they tonight. can yeah they can find it yeah vpracingfuels.com it's on there I promise yeah let me dig it up here real so, quick on my phone so I can share it with everybody yeah bye 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 well hey Mark um, real quick it's something that we typically do. Uh, definitely with our, our drivers, if you will. I'm always asking questions, uh, you know, as you come off the show. So I'm going to give you, I need you to send one Christmas card to somebody in the drag racing community. You get to send one Christmas card. Who are you sending it to? One Christmas card to anybody in the drag racing community? Yep. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Kevin Brannon. Oh, little rabbit getting a shout out. Yeah, yeah. KB, he's a good really friend good, of mine, dude. and uh, he's he helped us a lot with the development and the uh, and the X14 fuel, and and really helped us get that product out there. So, KB is a is a good guy. Represents the brand well, and uh, does a does a nice job for us. Very nice, very nice. Shout out to little rabbit there. Kevin Brandon got good family. He's cut from good wood. Good, yeah, good. hell of a guy. I've got a lot of respect for KB. All right, well that's good. Well, hey, we always like to have one to go out low. You get to send one WTF card to someone in the drag racing community. Who is it? And it's got to be in the drag racing community. Yep, and dra- just like in. Nah, in- nah. We want. We want to. Uh, you know. I, I'm trying to lead the show here, Mark. I'm trying to lead you in a direction, you know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I hear you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Elrod, right? Jake Elrod. Oh! He gets two WTFs from me, and he knows this. First of all, he's a Sunoco guy, and, he's, and I believe he's a Buckeye alum. Yes, Ooh. yes, yeah, he is. That's, he's, that's that's double. That's that's two strikes in my book. Yeah, because you're what you're a, you're a Michigan State guy. I'm no Michigan. <laughs> Easy there, buddy. Click. Yeah. Click. Thanks so, for being on the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey so. Mark, we could have a whole another podcast about the commodity and the, the commas and the zeros that are attached to all of these official fuel programs for these different sanctioning bodies across the country. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are interesting conversations and uh, the people who send those sales decks out are not afraid to put the zeros on them. That's for sure. Man. <laughs> I, God love them. I, I just, you know, God love them. Yeah. But, I, well, I guess they got to start somewhere, but um, we certainly, we certainly don't end up there. I can promise you that. That's it. That's right. Well, Mark, dude, really appreciate you hanging out with us. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And uh, if there's anything we can ever do for you, uh, definitely the Racers and Rental Cars team, we're, we're here. And uh, I don't think we'll have anybody from Sunoco or Cam2 or um, <laughs> Renegade or I can't think of another one right now. Um, but I don't think any of them will be calling us up to be sponsors of the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. <laughs> Probably not. All right, Mark, man, enjoy yourself. Right, Thank you again. Greatly appreciate right, it. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. See ya. All right, see ya. Well, Cam, we screwed that up but in the beginning, but hopefully we finished strong. I'm sure uh, JT will send us an email complaining at us about how the production went. And if you're listening to this as a listener, uh, we want to extend an apology to you that you don't get to hear the humorous uh, edits and cuts of our screw-ups. Uh, but I promise you, very soon... We're just soon, the average Joes, you know? Hey, I'm, I promise you, we are going to get a, a... I don't know, a blooper reel or something. We are going to get it done so that we can, can truly air all of the goofiness, uh, screw-ups, uh, comments that are made off-air uh, at some point. Uh, hopefully, we don't offend anybody to the point that they try to take us to court or anything. But... Uh, Nonetheless, 
Cam, that was great to have Mark on. Uh, he has been a really good friend uh, to me personally uh, and per- professionally uh, for the past few years. Uh, yeah, I have he's to, a good dude. Yeah, I have to give a huge shout-out to, to Mark and Jason, as he mentioned him, and then Freddie um, and Chris Wall and the guys back in, in San Antonio. Um, they are huge content people. Love them. They got their finger in everything. So uh, it makes it difficult sometimes for a growing company, but they're out there. So uh, if you get a chance to support the VP brand, whether it's a special, you know, small engine fuel, specialty fuel, consumer product, get a car wash at a, a VP lube and wash or pick up a gallon of gas at a VP station. Hope, uh, hope you'll do that. But before you do that, please go to the Racers and Rental Cars website, pick up a T-shirt. I, I, I've been getting these text messages of different shirt designs uh i i don't there know there might be some new ones coming out yeah I, I don't know i don't know if it'll take off we'll wait and see hats hats are coming hats also. are coming yeah for all you flat bill hat wearers that's uh you know that hey, we we'll try to see if we can do a redneck version too a redneck version what would a redneck version of a ball cap be I don't know, probably have a uh, like a fish hook on on one side stuck in the bill and then like maybe like a tear I don't know, probably something you'd see from like Hollister or uh, Abercrombie and Fitch, something like that. What are those? <laughs> Come on, get out of here, dude! Seriously, you have teenage daughters. You've heard of those companies? Get out of here! Yeah, I got teenage daughters. Yes, yes, I do. As I grip my teeth into the microphone. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> hey Cam, take us home. Well. Thanks, Mark, for coming on with VP, and uh, thanks, Don, for letting us do this twice today. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, we'd also like to thank Voice America, Race Pack Data Systems, and Streetway Marketing for letting us do this whole podcast thing. And if you like what you hear, we'll see you next week. See ya! Later. Let's put it-